everybody, and welcome to episode 110 of the Line of Vienna Suite podcast. Uh, obviously, a historic day for Wanderers. We're in court yet again, and so we're recording this on Wednesday night to to go through the after effects and the consequences of what has been another uh, stressful day um, for fans and, and people observe people observing it all alike. It's been one of those strange ones where I, I felt well, how I felt, I felt strange all day. Wasn't really sure what what my mood was like. I was quite excited. I was quite interested to see what happened. And as the minutes uh, crept up towards D Day, that's it. The butterflies arrived, and then all of a sudden it was stress time uh, headquarters. But someone who would have experienced that times a thousand is my colleague and guest on tonight, Mr. Will Jones. Will, thank you for finding time in your busy media schedule to no join problem. us on the podcast tonight. It's been a hell of you... a ride today. <laughs> It certainly has one which you've uh, you've performed uh, with, with great uh, great dignity and, and clarity as well, which is important when there's a lot of things yeah. going on that are, are complicated. So it's just you and me tonight, mate. So we'll, yeah. we won't have a, the world's longest ever podcast, but we'll, we'll go through the, the effects of, of what's happened. So just to paint a picture, um, Wonders are in the High Court today for the renewed hearing of winding up orders that have been led, levied against the club by the taxman yeah. uh, over debts supposedly of around £1.2 million. Now, it, Things got interesting with the supposed uh, presence of Mr. Bassini in, in the courtroom today, but I'll let you talk about that in a minute or so. Um, and Wonders were after an adjournment, weren't they? So, again, we'll do what we did in the last one, Will. If you can just talk us through your day, obviously, uh, being a student, you're probably unused yeah. to waking up at a sensible <laughs> hour this morning. But, but over to you for a description of your day, mate. Feel free to go into as much detail as you wish. Perfect, yeah. It was an ungodly hour that I was up this morning. It was about 7 o'clock. I got the train from uni at about 8 uh, Travelled into London, getting in for about 22 to, 20 to 10, quarter to 10, something like that. Give myself just enough time to get across London and, and get myself positioned uh, nice and comfortably prior to the, prior to the session beginning. Um, so yeah, just sort of tweeted out updates as I went on the train this morning, uh, asking for questions, yeah. whatever, answering whatever I could and, and deferring the ones that I didn't understand or didn't really have an answer to, to Ian, um, which, which he, he nicely re- responded to, which was ace. And uh, yeah, from there I just sort of went on, on basically whatever was put in front of my eyes. Uh, obviously walked into court at about quarter past ten, something like that, and uh, it was actually queuing out the door. To be fair, because all sessions begin at 10.30, I believe. So they were queuing up for security outside. Um, saw a couple of familiar faces in terms of reporters and, and, and colleagues and what have you, including Hillary, who, who was uh, just waiting to, to go up to, to the courtroom. And we were in courtroom five. Not that that makes any difference or relevance to anyone because it, it, it's just on the, on the first floor in Rolls Building. And we, we'd sort of gone in, sat down, got a, a decent seat at the back. Uh, and everyone just sort of trickled in as and went. And at that point, obviously, I hadn't seen any familiar faces other than you know the ones that I spotted downstairs, including Hillary. Um, but no other you know outstanding individuals, including Bassini. So yeah, I'd just gone in and expecting Hillary to sort of defend for us and just see what what would happen following that. Um, and Hillary had, had, had sort of continued as, as expected. When we were called upon, which was about ten past eleven, something like that, when we eventually came round to it, after mm. a bit of confusion, people thought it had started a little bit earlier. So it was the confusion of my tweets, which I do apologise for. It was just a bit manic trying to get that, get it all out. But uh, yeah, it all happened so quickly, so it, it was quite stressful to, to manage. But the, the basic outline was uh, a barrister had sort of informed the judge of the story, uh, obviously it being different to the to the previous one, which we got an adjournment from. And they basically just explained the situation and, and what 
sort of the, the consequences were, and, and they insisted that a winded up position would remain in place. Um, to which obviously Hillary was quick to respond to. Um, she her initial request was a seven day adjournment, um, and it then obviously responded. It required a, a response from from creditors or a, a representative of, of a you know yeah. fighting party. Which in this case was a creditor representative believed to be Macron, but can't say for definite, um, as there was no disclosure of such. But um, yeah, so she was quite happy to sort of give her 28 days, which was sort of out of nothing really, given that Hillary seemed to, to start begging and pleading once, um, having admitted that there was no witness statement provided by the club, which seemed to be play a huge part in, in saving us last time round. So to not have that, you know, made my heart drop for it for a minute, and then it seemed like, you know, Hillary was was absolutely fine covering that, um, and and she did very well in doing so. And then obviously the the, the backup from the creditors was, was equally as, as perfect and well timed. Yeah. And and that effectively, you know, got that over the line and managed to secure the adjournment of, of what what was going to be twenty eight days, but I believe the first available date is the eighth of May, which is what it is. Um, and that obviously coincides well with it being after the end of the season, um, which which prevents any further impact on, on the league this season. Well, which is absolutely positive, which is what I, I was hoping for, that it wouldn't impact upon those last few games. Um, I was surprised, as anyone was, I think, when the, the, the extent of the allowance from, from the judge, the adjournment, came in, because I, from, from what I read in advance, that the, the understanding was that HMRC um, yes. were going to resist any attempts for, by Wanderers to do that. Um, yeah. So what was what was what what, did, what was the moment like when when that adjournment was given? Could you quite believe what was being said? No, I think at that point I was still expecting them to to grant a seven day one as opposed to a twenty eight, and I think it was just okay. the, the the random sort of response from from the creditor representative was one which obviously nobody was expecting other than themselves, and then when when the judge was granted that, obviously it was a sigh of relief, but it was also a little bit confusion. Because um, obviously it was, it was the last thing we expected, and in effect, mm. it now means that we've got absolutely no excuse to get a deal mm. done, and perhaps maybe even hints at the fact that they know that there's no imminent deal in place, and we perhaps do need the extra time as opposed to just the simple seven days to get something done. You know, but whether it takes one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it may be, um, it, at the end of the day, it just needs to be done before next time because uh, I can't yeah. bother to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, and, and so what, what's leading on from that, I guess, is the is the, the chairman's blog that came out in the afternoon after after the fact, um, remarking on on what had gone on during the day, but also uh, establishing a few facts. You can use them in inverted commas if you want, whether you believe yeah. a word he says. But it then let it then um, it put a bit of doubt into what we all thought was it was a done deal with this Gaspard bunch, and yes. uh, obviously football ventures been well and truly out of it. So. Uh, again, uh, it looks to be to talk about him again. Talk about Mr. Bassini. It does seem like he's a front runner at this time, at least to make himself present in the courtroom. It does. Um, it obviously shows that you, he's active in his involvement by being there in the first place. Indeed, yeah. Did you did you did you happen to spot him in the courtroom whilst you were there? Supposedly, I didn't spot him, which it makes me have a shred of doubt in my mind as to whether or not it was him. Although I do fully believe our friend at Talksport, who, who, who was telling us the tale of such. Um, he, he appeared to to just enter the courtroom as told um, about five seconds before the, the Wondrous case started, which I don't think it would be um, at all possible to even predict that because the cases run at such an unpredictable length. Um, yeah. that it, it was so convenient that he arrived at the time that I was 
that I was told. Um, and he then disappeared before it had even been granted an adjournment date, which seemed rather um, strange, to say the least. At yeah. which point I did see our friend from TalkSport dart out, presumably because he either had a, a report to fulfil, or in this case it, 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 it appeared that it, it, it was actually a, <laughs> a somewhat of an attempt to chase after Bassini, or... It, it, well, it, it was supposedly Bassini. I can't guarantee that for definite. But he, mm. he claimed to have raced after him uh, and asked for a name to which he supposedly responded Lawrence Bassini before jumping into a white Rolls Royce and speeding off. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> I know the feeling. Um, I'm also just just informed there's a late minute development that we've also got the uh, the lovely Ian on the line. Ian, are you there, mate? Hi, I'm Chris. Uh, apologies for being late. Fantastic. No, I, I presume it must have taken you a while in your white Rolls Royce to, to find a signal somewhere to join us on the call. Well, that's it. You just don't realise how difficult <laughs> it is to use a phone in one of those things, I tell you. I, I can imagine. I You're can not going to get a parking so. ticket, though, are you? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I'm in a restaurant car park, but uh, I'm sure I'll be fine. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, so, so, Ian, I'm not sure which point you joined the call there. Apologies, but Will's just been kindly giving us his rundown of uh, of events. I wonder if you could perhaps just uh, just give us your summary of how things went and your reaction to the decision today to dr- grant Wanderers that lengthy lengthy adjournment to the uh, to the wind up order by HMRC. I, I suppose the, the first thing today that that really struck me was how nerve wracking it is when you're actually watching it on on a, on a Twitter feed. You know, I, mm. I was like everybody else, uh, you constantly refreshing your your button. I you know I was literally sweating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, 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 I was I was that nervous about what was going on. Um, I, I think when you when you're actually in the courtroom and, and as I, I caught the back end of, of what Will was describing there, you, you're so caught up in it all, and, and you you know your concentration is is fully on trying to hear what everybody's saying um, with all the distractions that are going on around you. It sort of doesn't really sort of sink in until till afterwards um, what's actually been said. Um, yeah. But uh, yes, yeah. But actually listening, to, uh, sorry, listening, um, reading, reading uh, Will's tweets and, and everything else was, that was going on. Um, it, it, yeah, it was it was really scary stuff. And um, and particularly when he was saying how it seemed, well, it seemed at the time that Hillary was on the back foot, and and you know some of the stuff that she was coming out with, so almost like pleading. Uh, that's that's how it seemed um, for for some extra time. I, I, I really did fear the worst. So when it suddenly came up that we'd got um, a full month, um, you know, adjournment, I, I was just absolutely shocked. Uh, not complaining, quite obviously, but um, but, but still just ab- absolutely shocked that, that he'd, he'd done that. Um, mm. he, he just seemed to go against everything um, about how, how those court processes work. Um, so I've, 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 I've got no answer as to why we, we got so long. Uh, maybe, as, as Will said, Perhaps the judge just looked across and thought, well, you know, th- this is a, a business that's, um, that has got a very, you know, is very important for a community. And, and therefore, I'm going to give it some time, some reasonable time to actually yeah. sort something out. Well, not to forget as well that the, the liquidation would also massively impact upon the value of the club too. So, therefore, probably further muddy in the waters as, as parties will go back around the negotiating table. So what would be your, um, Ian, to stick with you, what would be your uh, assessment of Ken's chairman's notes that came out this afternoon? Have you had a chance to read them? I'm sorry, I haven't. No, I've only... Um, OK, no I, problem. I went offline at midday, so I've not seen them, I'm afraid. Fair enough. Well, same question to you then, Will, in that case. Obviously, yes. uh, in light of your humongous media commitments today, which we'll, <laughs> we'll, touch, on, we'll touch on shortly, just out of interest, then... Um, 
what, what was your assessment of what Ken's had to say? Please feel free to talk not only on the the case of the, the of the court action, but also his comments with regards to the the players' strike and all the carrying on about the Ipswich game. Yeah, it also just seemed to appear a little bit unnecessary. I mean, I, I think a couple of people were sort of expecting some sort of an announcement from the club as as to what had happened this morning. Uh, it, it, it always baffles me a little bit how there is no official statement regarding the outcome and they are literally just relying on, on fan uh, pages and the press to get it out there, which, which you know, I, I just don't understand at all, but there's obviously reasons for for such such decisions. But uh, anyway... Yeah, it, it, it sort of just comes a bit of a shock that Ken's decided to, to come out and take swipes at everyone, even though that's all he's done for the last 18 months or so. But he's continued to go on and, and deny, you know, sort of any uh, imminent deal with, with Gaspard Holdings in particular. He's then gone on to, to sort of have a swipe at the players, as he did last night, uh, and saying that, you know, a strike would, would be a, a a great a waste a great deal of everybody's time and money, um, which I think is a bit unnecessary given that you know having not been paid and it's likely to affect the motivation and 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 the, potentially even the performance and the results on the pitch. You know you can't really blame them for having somewhat of a, a, a you know distaste to that and, and you know potential reason to to not play. So. It, it, it's a bit of a tricky one as to how you want to interpret it, and it's obviously just Ken saying what he's going to. You know, you can't really expect him to say anything different, and he's always going to back himself up. And he's also mm. taken pride in, in, in saying that he, he's quite happy with himself that he didn't take the admin option, administration. Sorry, Chris. Um, Thank you. And, <laughs> and that obviously that we're not going to conquer a twelve point deduction um, just yet. Whether or not it comes to that next time, I'm not sure. Incur, I should say rather. But um, yeah, it, it, it's just sort of all up in the air mm. again. I think now it is it, basically the, the the message of the general message, and uh, yeah, we'll just have to see where we go from now, and, and hopefully we can get something yeah. sorted, as I say, before May. Absolutely. I mean, I did particularly enjoy, and you admit it's maybe the first time you've seen this based on what you said before. Um, uh, just a couple of lines, if you don't mind me just reading this out. Ken said, I have read the players and management staff have said that being paid late does not actually motivate them to go out and perform on the pitch. That is fully understandable, but perhaps they could explain why results up to Christmas were not exactly <laughs> impressive either. So just just to dwell on that little mm. bit, Will, I, I wonder if you could perhaps just, just, again, just continue to give us your thoughts because it seems to me that he, in, in a rambling statement in which he contradicts himself a number of times, that, that is the... the, the cherry on top of the icing on the cake for me oh, it, it just his notes are just starting to not make sense whatsoever and I think everyone's sort of pointing out the fact that he's almost losing it in what he's saying because half of it does as you say contradict himself and mm. it, it's also further on about you know he just completely misses the point with how late the wages are and whatever saying that you know yesterday was only April the 1st so it's not as if it's weeks late as if that makes it any better it's just like he's just completely missing the point and saying that oh it's all right because it's not happened that many times and, and blah blah blah. And what he doesn't realise is that people's livelihoods are actually on the line. You know, Indeed. people are struggling to make ends meet, <clears throat> and and I think it's obviously a drop in the ocean to him, which, which makes it even more infuriating knowing that he must have to some extent some wealth, uh, which he's just refusing to put into the company uh, and uh, into the club rather than well and whether or not. It's enough to to sort of manage a championship club anymore. Is Obviously story, not. Yeah. I I think it, I mean I spoke to our Liam earlier, and he actually said that he he thinks that he's potentially got enough to make this all go away. 
Um, if he does nothing else, then so be it. But I don't. Obviously, he's holding out for every penny, and and he's within his right sure. to, to hold out for that. Sure. But it's, yeah. it's it's just sorry, really sorry. not understandable at all. Well, just a quick question. So he's released some more notes this afternoon, has he? Uh, yes, he, yes, he's done oh, right, another okay. one following last night, just basically saying that he's very happy with himself, that he didn't take the deduction because of the, the outcome, which he obviously anticipated or expected, mm. um, which is very confident and perhaps cocky of him, shall we say. Uh, and he's obviously saying that you know the, the, the games on Saturday and Tuesday obviously hang in the balance, which we now know, well, I think we're pretty sure, and now on, at least the Ipswich game anyway. Um, and he basically just concluded the whole thing, you know, by saying, by taking more swipes at everyone and saying that, you know, everyone's wrong and all these interested parties are rubbish and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, yeah, it's anything it. to make himself look good at this case, I highly case, recommend you take a read of it. I highly yeah. recommend you take I mean, it's not as rambling as one last night in which he said, uh, I've just had a quick look back at it now over the course of two paragraphs. I'd reiterate that in my three years of the club, the staff have only been played late once. Yesterday was only the second time. Likewise, the players have only been played late, paid late three times. So <laughs> it's just kind of in, 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 in the space of two or three sentences. I, I fully appreciate that it's open to interpretation. Everything he's saying, but it, it, it's the last kind of action of a, of a man lo- fairly much losing control of his yeah. of his kingdom, isn't it, Ian? I mean, do, do you? Do you think we're going to see any more kind of final farewell notes from the man, perhaps settling one or two old scores once and for all? Oh, oh without a doubt. He's, um, you know, uh, as, as we all know, Ken, is, is, he's never slow to respond, is he, to, to any, any perceived slights, whether, whether you know, it's, it's, it's genuine or not. So yeah. I, I fully expect um, to be some more misses um, to come from him. Um, before he, he does finally depart. If, if indeed he, he does depart, you know, um, I, I'm still, I can't say I'm still 100% convinced um, that this uh, deal that he's, he, he says he's got with Bassini is, is, is going to come to fruition. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see on that score. But um, yeah, I mean, from, from what you're saying, I mean, it sounds, um, you know, uh, sorry, from what Will was saying earlier, his, his notes today sound fairly similar to the ones he, he released the other day, and and as you say, it just it's just full of contradiction, and and, and just a total disdain as well. I think that's what gets me is a disdain for um, people's uh, livelihoods, for um, the the way things things you know the way things should be done. Uh, you know how how a club should have uh, and, and maintain its reputation you know it's it's got to mean something it's mm. it's just a I, I don't know it's, it's just the whole thing's just a, a a rambling mess isn't it to be honest speaking of rambling messes i, I wrote a piece for the, the website yesterday about <laughs> about bassini um and, and the fact that maybe it could be perceived as, as a, a necessary evil much in the way that that ken ended up you know ken would maybe like his his view to be reigned that to be viewed as such uh, so, Ian, to stick with you first, uh, obviously, Bassini's past and his character have been been well documented, and Watford fans in particular have certainly not been in short in, in, or shy in coming forward to tell us just what a bad and he is, no doubt in the same way that Wanderers fans would have uh, in, in a few years when Anderson comes to take over at Wigan or Bury, etc. Um, <laughs> but, but what's your opinion, Ian, on the matter? I mean, obviously, he has got his past and he has got his, his, his reputation as it is. Um, would you see him as a necessary evil, or do you think he deserves a second chance? Would you rather not have him within a million miles of the club? Uh, I'd be interested to know where you stood. Um, it's, it's an interesting question, actually. Is it as a necessary evil? I, I think 
he's been made a necessary evil because yeah. we've been given the option of him or liquidation. And then quite obviously, as, uh, as, as we're all, you know, long-time Bolton Wanderers fans, the last thing that we want to do is, is see our, our club be wound up. So when it's put in those terms, then, then quite obviously you would, would say, yes, he, he is a necessary evil. But I, I would probably counter that a little in, in, a, in a way in, in that um, he's only a necessary evil because that's the position that uh, Mr. Anderson has seemed to have put the club. It's either you deal, mm. deal with this guy or I'm going to wind the club up. Uh, you know, that, that's the way it's coming across to me. Um, we, we know that there have been genuine bidders out there that uh, for, for one reason or another have, uh, have not lasted the course. I don't believe for a second that they, they were all tyre kickers. I mean, obviously, the, um, the Football Ventures bid, you know, the people behind that had, had very good reputations. Um, I, 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 would, I would struggle to um, think of them as, as you know, tyre kickers uh, and, and, and time wasters, really. Um, so it does make you wonder as to what the actual criteria was for um, for, for Ken to do business with, with, yeah. with these various organisations. I mean, and, and on that point, I mean, there's two things. I mean, obviously, you know, um, uh, Ken Anderson wants to take as much away from the deal for himself as possible. Well, I, I can understand that. I'm sure we'd all can can see that point of of view. Um, but, but I do feel as though, you know, you would hope that they would have at least some thought to the, what benefits it brings to the club as well. Um, and, and that does, just doesn't seem to be a, a factor, really, in, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, um, absolutely. In yeah, in regard to Bassini, I, um, uh, I, I'm still struggling with it. I, you know, I really am. Um I, 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 to be quite honest with you, and until I think it was yesterday, I'm not 100% sure now, it's just that so much has happened. Um, until I'd, I'd, I'd received um, a tip-off um, from, from somebody I know who, who's been in, involved in all this, um, I, I would have never, ever, ever believed that he would be able to put in a credible bid. Um, it, it just, it just, the whole background to it just does not add up at, at all. You know, I mean, obviously the guy's... Uh, previous history, his um, his bankruptcy, uh, bank, start again. His bankruptcy order, you know, that uh, was it 2013, I and mean, that's only you know five six years ago, isn't it? Yeah. To, to build up um, a portfolio where where you can actually go and bid um, bid for a football club in in that short time is um, is well, I, I was I would say astonishing, but I don't think that's the right word. It's it's almost unbelievable, really. Um, and, and the other thing that I, I know from speaking to, to other people is that um, one of the problems that a lot of the bidders have had is that when it came to doing a straight sale, um, what the, the big issue they had was the additional debt that they, that they would become responsible for in, yeah. in taking over the, the club, you know, the, the unsecured debt. And, and when they were doing the, the due diligence uh, pieces, that, that that debt was, was a lot higher than um, expected, and and for for a lot of them, um, you know, obviously I, I don't know about all the bidders, but um, you can imagine that they've all followed the same path in the fact where is is the club worth the the um, the the cost of that they would need to put it in to cover that debt off, uh, and quite obviously, you know, a lot of the bidders have decided covering that debt plus giving Ken a, a decent payoff 
it, it just doesn't make uh, business sense. Mm. So, so it may well be, you know, in fairness to Bassini, it may well be that he has um, got a, a war chest together where that's, um, that debt can be covered and, and he can take the club forward. I mean, we don't actually know. Um, unfortunately, I, I, for me personally, once again, I find myself in the same position I was three years ago, is, is does, you know, um, does the leopard change his spots? Are, are we really expecting somebody to um, behave in a different way to, to what the prior history has, has, has shown? Um, uh, I don't believe that's been the case with with, with Mr. Anderson, and I, and I I expect that's going to be the same with Mr. Bassini. Um, I hope I'm proved wrong. You know, like everybody else, you know, if he comes in and, and has has a stellar career as the owner of Bolton Wanderers, then then fantastic. But I just don't see it, I'm afraid. No, I think that's a very very fair point and very well put in as well. Um, Will just briefly, obviously, I, I know you've you've also been been discussing things over the course of the show, but. Bassini, where do you stand on the man? Yeah, it, it's difficult to tell where he's at particularly and, and how much of a show this is and, and, and whether or not he's got the backing and the ability to, to actually lodge a bid and, and financially succeed in, in, in taking over the club responsibly. It, it's hard to tell, as you say, as, he, as Ian said, you know, whether or not it, it changed its spots. Um, it, it, it's just really difficult to tell. Obviously, he's got a really, you know, Shocking past, to be fair, in terms of uh, directorial positions, particularly at football clubs, and his his history at Watford obviously isn't great, and we've been warned by by the fans of Watford uh, to stay well away from him. And at the end of the day, it's not our yeah. choice, is it? And it's again, you know, you, you you'll always have to consider the fact that the EFL fit and proper test is just absolutely pointless. So it's just not even down to to the relevance of that anymore. And at the end of the day, it's really up to Ken who 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 is you know, best bidder is in terms of what's in it for him. Yeah, and it's better than having uh, and having no club, isn't it? At the end of the of day, is, you know, yeah. I think I think that you've got to be got to be an issue uh, and a view taken on that. So okay, so we'll leave that there. I think in terms of talking about the court action for today, we'll move on to other interesting things in the world of Wanderers. One of which being the the the, the threat of the game and not going ahead on Saturday. Obviously, Wanderers players have, have refused to train. Um, some might say cynically. Obviously, not me. That's obviously had no impact on the season so far, anyway. But we refused to train for 48 hours in protest over unpaid wages. Now, from what I read earlier today, um, one or, or maybe part more, more than one of those 48, 48 hours was a, was a day off that they already had planned anyway. So much like David Weeter offering to sacrifice part of his wages, and then that not actually being the, the full story. It seems like there's maybe more than meet more to meet more than meets the eye on something like that. Um, I think. Will, you may know more than I do, having been uh, been focusing on the, on the group chat that we have on yeah. uh, Line of Vienna today. There may be some movement in that. Maybe you could just give us a bit of information on what, what you expect is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it wasn't disclosed as to, to what was going to happen with those games uh, this morning. And then, obviously, it was going to roll over to this afternoon. But we had no official word as to when that was going to come. I was expecting it to either be tomorrow or even Friday. Um, and then we got the the sort of the nod at two o'clock from from Alan Nixon of all people saying that he expected it some sort of an announcement at three o'clock. Obviously, that was in the form of a chairman's note, which said that it was going to be dealt with by the end of the day. Um, and then it was then announced by BBC Radio Manchester that there was a emergency SAG meeting, which the safety uh, people who would then discuss the the ability to put the game on, which I believe the outcome has been settled as. It should be able to as long as they can get the numbers, which to me is pretty inconclusive because 
there's no way that they can guarantee or tell at this point how many are going to turn up and how many are willing to mm-hmm. to, to, to work against those who were supposedly uh, organising a protest. I'm not sure to what extent that that has a purpose or how effective that will be. But uh, it, it, it's remained to be seen, I think, and, and it could go all the way up until about, well, court to three as, as to, you know, whether or not it'll go on. And I'm sure there has to be a decision made at some point prior to that um, on an official level. But yeah. uh, I, I think it is just going to go down to, to Saturday, at least really, to see whether or not that game goes on. Yeah, and I think we all we all hope the game the game will go on. Ian, sorry, mate, carry on. Sorry, I was, it was a question more than anything else. What, what, what's changed this afternoon other than the adjournments? Is, has any of the staff been paid, have they? Or is it, is it a case of as I before? Believe, yeah, I, I believe they've been indicated, uh, and Will, you, you can maybe speak to this in a bit more depth, but I believe there's been an indication from um, somebody who works at the club who's been in touch with us as well that that payment's likely to be made. Will, am I right? Yeah, it's going to be made overnight, I believe, and that the wages should be in their accounts by tomorrow morning. And if not, then potentially further action will be taken. And I think there is another safety meeting tomorrow morning where we'll supposedly get a, a conclusive announcement regarding the, the the game being on or off. On. I believe, in fact, that was also alluded to in Ken's notes, wasn't he? He mentioned in his notes that whilst the club has the funds to pay the wages due um, yeah. for a, for a legal, legal reasons, which he doesn't elaborate upon, that's, he's not, on it, not able to do that until tomorrow, until the 3rd. Yes. Um, yeah. So again, to pass it back to yourself, Will, I think that seems to be the most likely solution and the most likely course of action, doesn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, you'd like to think that the stewards, at the point of being paid, that they will just re- resume normal service and that they'll act in an orderly manner. Uh, obviously, we can't guarantee that, and it's up to them how they act on the day. And obviously, we hope they'll act in the best interest of the club, because I'm sure there will be some unrest from fans and club officials should they decide to, to walk out on the day. Because uh, obviously, it causes huge issues having, you know, perhaps made a promise uh, to, to act in, you know, maturely and and then perhaps not doing so yeah. we can't say you know that it, protesting isn't mature because we did it ourselves but i think it's just i was just gonna say well, I think I... <laughs> yeah it, 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 i think it's the difference between what they're acting upon you know especially if they've been paid at that point it, it's a little bit different isn't it so it, it, it's just a case of look at me i think a little bit but you know the fans have acted with their feet and 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 you know staying away from games and protesting and one thing and another and I think it's just up to up to them to decide what's going to be the best which perhaps isn't the best um, form of action in terms of leaving it in their hands <laughs> as, as to how, whether or not the game's going to go on but I think it is just going to have to go to that and uh, whatever yeah. comes oh. out in the morning we'll have to just go off that and hope that it remains in place for Saturday I'm sure it'll be absolutely fine I mean yeah, they're waiting for Mar- March's wages, so goddamn, you know, if we were in the same position, I'm sure that we'd, we'd feel just as strong. Um, but fingers crossed, with it being such a key match as well, personally, I, I do hope the game goes ahead, and, and I'm sure it absolutely will. Um, OK, so that really doesn't leave us with a great deal else to talk about tonight. I was wondering, Will, you, you mentioned before to me that you've been you've been on a lot of media duties today. Yeah. I just wonder, who, who have you been speaking to? What kind of... Uh, what kind of thing have you had to get on with today? Because obviously yeah, you've been the man on the, gra- man on the ground. You've not had your, your mentor there to, to keep an eye no, on things. No, I've missed Ian. <laughs> His company in the court yeah, was quite valuable, you know, and obviously I had to ask for your input a couple of times, you know, on, on the way and, and sort of during as well. So 
I appreciate that nonetheless in your in your absence. But uh, yeah, no. It, it, it's, after that, it was just a, a bombardment and of phone calls and and requests for interviews and and so on from from various different outlets, including radio stations, yeah. TV stations, um, you know, including Talksport, Hits Radio, Global, which includes Capital and Northwest and. Smooth and whatever I don't know whatever stations there are. I don't really listen to the radio, but <laughs> there's just so many that were asking for it. And then I made an impromptu appearance on the on the Wanderer Pod, our our rivals, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they they were more than happy to have me on. Unfortunately, a, a connection issue cut me out on the train on the way home, but uh, I'm sure that that appearance will uh, will you know provide enough of an insight as to what happened today. But I uh, hopefully this will shed a little bit more light on it. Um, but yeah, no, I've just been mad busy with it right up until, well, from from sort of leaving the courtroom right up until about uh, 7 o'clock when I appeared on BBC Radio Manchester Live, uh, speaking with Jack Dearden and host Ma- uh, Michael, and we basically just discussed all things, you know, today and, and what's going to happen in terms of Saturday as well. So yeah. it's, just, it's just been non-stop really, and then obviously appearing on here at 9 o'clock, it's just going to go all the way through and then edit this, and that'll go out in the morning, and one thing and another, and you know, I think I, I might get a break on Saturday if I'm not doing any match duties, but <laughs> yeah, it, it's been mad busy. Interesting day. Well, as long as you don't forget us when you're at the top, that's the most no, important thing. I, do, I won't count my chickens just yet, but I'm hoping it'll spread, you know, put a string in my step in terms of my career, but we'll have to see. Excellent. Well, you, you've certainly certainly performed admirably, mate, and uh, and I w- certainly wish you luck on it. Sure Ian, have you any closing yeah. thoughts before we uh, we bring this to a head? Um, just say uh, yeah, thanks to Will actually. You know, he's, he did a sterling oh. job to be fair, um, and it's um, and I think it's good to have a fans view in in the courtroom. You know, when I did it three years ago, it was it was very much an unknown, but I mean, c- certainly having uh, sat on the other side of the fence today. Um, I, I, I was I, I fully appreciated having somebody you know who's got Bolton's interests at heart yeah. and and sure. delivering a view of what was happening rather than just the sort of a neutral report you know the court reporters' points yeah. of view on, on it and I think no it's, been, it's been, that, that was great um, as, as to what goes on uh, going forward who knows it's, it's it's truly in the lap of the gods isn't it you know it, things have changed so quickly um, so often. That you know, Bassini may could possibly be a distant memory. Come four weeks' time, and it'll be somebody else in the frame, or or he may be the new owner. I mean, truly, you know, who knows? Yeah, we'll we'll certainly see. Well, give us a quick score prediction for Saturday as well, Ian. Assuming the game goes ahead, obviously it's a massive one against uh, bottom of the table Ipswich as we try and claw our way towards the uh, towards survival. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I was I watched the match um, away at Ipswich, and there there were certainly no great shakes back then. I was at QPR, and I thought we played really well. Um, so I'm going to go two nil to the Wanderers. I think we're going to convince him win against Ipswich Saturday. So that's my forecast. Um, <clears throat> oh, we'll we'll all take that. I'm sure. Will your your thoughts? Uh, hopefully, you're going to predict something similar. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to go with two nil. That'll do for me. That'll do for me. Any closing thoughts from yourself, mate? I'm just going to go to the Twitter questions, actually. We've just had a few from fans just wanting to, uh, to speak on go ahead. a couple of things from today. Uh, Philip Shulton has said, who is funding the club until the receivers are appointed on the 8th of May? I would have thought Ken Anderson <laughs> until, until a buyer is found, but I don't know if any of you lads have a differ, differing opinion. No, 
I'm not sure. But, uh, Ian, feel free to uh, to interject there, mate. Well, you you would imagine it. It has to be uh, Ken Anderson, doesn't it? You know, it's um, at the end of the day, he's he's still the owner of the club. So I, I would have thought um, that that he would be the one that be uh, paying the wages. Yes, most definitely. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, and Dan says, question: How many? Do you have any idea how many consortiums are actually looking at buying? Is it just Bassini, uh, or is it just loads of rumours flying about? Who knows, Dan? Who knows? It just, I've got absolutely no clue, I've got to be honest. That's the one thing that gets me from today, is that we've come out of it, we're absolutely none the wiser as to where no. we are with a buyer, and that there's been Even nothing disclosed. And... Even to the extent, perhaps, of wondering whether the Bassini interest is, is genuine, or whether that's, yeah. that's either something that's been put up as a bit of a smokescreen by, by certain parties, even. It's... It raises many, many, many questions. It does. It's, a, it's a very good point, there, actually, Will, because uh, last time round, um, both both the judge and um, you know the petitioner HMRC uh, seemed to take uh, great delight in, in spilling the beans, so to speak. Yes. Um, so I, I, I just assumed that, um, that the same thing would happen again this time around. Um, but obviously, that that wasn't the case. Um, in, re, in regards to how many people are involved. Um, it seems to be a, a changing number all the time, doesn't it? Doesn't it really? It and, and it would not surprise me in the slightest if there are other bidders uh, come on the scene in, in, in the coming weeks. It really wouldn't. If, if it drags out, that is. I think now they've got you know the four weeks or whatever it is to, to sort it. I think the club can sort of afford to sit back now and, and evaluate their options. And even yeah. if it, it's not, even if they don't go with any of the ones we've even heard of, you know, it, it's much more likely to go through. I think you know whilst it's watertight and unheard of, you know, because it seems like any media leaks have, have ended up in, in, you know, thing in deal in the deal stalling. So, um, you, you know, I've been more than happy for them to evaluate different options and, and private bids and what have you, and, and just whatever's, you know, most sensible for, for the club going forward, really. But, uh, yeah, just having a look, I think we've got one or two more. Uh, Lewis Rothfawn says, why does Anderson keep putting buyers off and then moan he has to keep putting money in because he feels unwanted? I'd like to ask him the same question, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I presume it's like, it's, it's like trying to sell your two-bed terraced house for two million quid, in it? And then wondering why <laughs> no one's coming up and uh, no one's making you an offer for, for this fantastic palace that you've got. Um, you exactly just got to, that. You, yeah. you just got to imagine what, you know, it was the, the unknowables, I guess, that us commoners not not privy to with regards to his his price, his his techniques, I guess, of getting getting interested parties in and dealing with them. Um, again, much like your question about how many different bidders are on the scene, the mind boggles, doesn't it? You could come up with all kinds of different scenarios. Yeah, uh, we've got two more. Uh, one from Tom Stott. He says, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So honestly, no idea. I think I think in the middle of the set, sorry, well, in the middle of the session, I think you could half a bone was asking that very question, really. To yeah, because I, I mean, I tried to make sense of things, and although it wasn't in a particularly uh, decent order, I think it was just in order of whatever was being said, and I tried to keep it yeah. that way. But you know, obviously, a lot seemed surprised that, it, that there was an adjournment following sort of what I'd, I'd put out, which which makes perfect sense in all fairness, because I think beforehand. I'd spoken about something on the lines of Hillary, you know, accepting the admin as a possibility. Um, whether or not that was an overreaction, I don't know. But anyway, I think they were quite happy to uh, to give it an adjournment anyway. So um, it, it it was a the most likely outcome I think going into the, into there. So I, I don't think anything particularly outrageous should have been expect, expected at that point, even if my heart did have a little flutter at one point. But 
Agreed. Um, yeah, I do apologise for for how uh, muddy my <laughs> declaration. No, no, was I mean, sorry, he wasn't aimed at you, Will. It was just no, it's... just the, yeah, it was just the the way the whole the way the whole drama played out. Um, yeah. it, it did seem that um, they didn't really have anything to to offer the judge to to do an adjournment. No. So you know, I was I thinking, mean, the, the... what the you know. What, what the hell's going on, basically? Yeah, like like I said, there was there was little to no, um, you know, written information about the, uh, you know, the the witness statement. So it, it was hard to tell, you know, what what sort of information the the judge had been given and how that was going to impact the the outcome. Uh, I think we all would have liked to know what was said on that sheet of paper, but it, you know, only only the judge will know that and and Hillary. So. Uh, yeah, I think it was hard for anyone to get 100% clarity out of it, so we'll just have to see. But, um, yeah, and I've got one more for you, Chris, actually. Um, oh, yeah? Do you ever wonder why Thogden wasn't there? Thogden, the, the reputable Baltimore blogger who, who lived down south, presumably yeah. within spit distance of the courts that you visited today. Yeah, that one. Interesting question. No, I never I never thought about that before. Surely he would have been, he would have been there, or at least one a representative from his, uh, his, nom- his FBA-nominated blogging site that is interesting yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to keep that in mind in future mate that's that's a very interesting point you, you, you think well, he might take an interest in the club he supports didn't you yeah. <laughs> he, he won't be allowed his stick in would he with his he doesn't he you're not allowed to take cameras in there are you or <laughs> oh, no. no tripods allowed <laughs> yeah. oh bless his bless his little heart maybe <laughs> what maybe when the next team he, he moves on to uh, find themselves in financial difficulties then he might be able to do something about it if he gets the time off school bless his heart <laughs> And that's all for this. You're a naughty boy, Will Will Jones. You're a completely naughty boy. I am very much. But uh, yeah, well, just just to to add to that, I'll just let Eddie know that my uh, my invoice expenses will be in the post. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that basis, I think we'll we'll before we start getting even more childish, we'll we'll bring things to to a polite close. I can imagine that. uh, your social media contact details will are known to to most people in the in the Bolton Post call at this moment in time. But for those without uh, without that sort of information, those who perhaps live under some sort of rock, where can people find you online? These to talk about wanderers, job opportunities, media commitments, etc. Yeah, they can find me at wi1lj. And for any more updates regarding anything going on at Bolton, just generally because I have no idea to be honest, uh, that can also obviously be found online at VNST uh, with all my own ramblings and this podcast itself as well as it being on itunes where you can quite kindly leave us a review that will be very much appreciated ian same question to you mate well i think i've been retired off now haven't i chris for this young got to start so (laughs) 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 for any any of us (laughs) joking um yeah, I'm, uh, you can usually, as, as ever, find me um, at Super White Smurf. Um, just find me any questions if you've, you've got any, and I'll try my best to answer them. Fantastic. Well, again, your, your presence on here is much appreciated. And uh, like I said, May the 8th is the next appearance in court, so I'll be, I'll be back from his holidays at that point. So fingers crossed it's back to some positive news about Wanderers and we can look to uh, finishing the season in, with something positive, perhaps, and, and then moving towards through the summer hoping that oblivion isn't just round the corner so on that bombshell we'll leave you alone for this episode we'll have another one back on at the end of the weekend following the Ipswich game um, no, no matter what the result is and that is pretty much it from Line of Vienna Suite like Will said you can find us at Line of Vienna STE on Twitter 
Facebook, etc., in the usual spaces. Will, I'll let you close out because I hate what you do. But you can do it. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm just keeping up tradition, Chris. Uh, yes, no, thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the 110th episode of the Line of Venice Week podcast. It is time to say goodbye. So it's a good <laughs> to say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Ian. Goodbye, Ian. It's goodbye from me, Set Lat V.